Hello, this is Erica, host and guide of the YouTube vlog Mon Jardin au Coin. I invite you to join me as we explore the many joys of gardening, such as sowing seeds, raising plants, and the reward of harvesting. If gardening is something you're interested in, or you just want to follow my adventures and receive tips to help any novice break into starting their own garden, you can find Mon Jardin au Coin on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I look forward to having you hang out with me in my little garden on the corner. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. That was totally wicked! If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite I'm your host, Josh G. And today I am joined by the host of the 2010 Minutes podcast. Please welcome Tim to the show. What's going on, man? Oh, not a lot. How about so? You doing all right? I'm doing great, man. I'm actually really pumped today to talk about one of my favorite movies, Hale. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm looking forward to. But before we get there, why don't you take a minute and tell everybody what they can expect when they tune into your show? Yeah. Again, my name is Tim McCarthy. I host the podcast 2010 Minutes. It's a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories in roughly 20 minutes or so. I do special interviews on Thursdays with guests from all walks of life. Um, but yeah, talk about mental health. Pretty uh, pretty important topic, but I do it with a smile. So it's like break the stigma, crack a smile, because it's a good way to uh, get people in on it. Just uh, It's like getting in on the, the quote-unquote joke, as you will, because it's it's such a tough topic to talk about, but I like to try to make it easy for people to listen to. All right. Sounds good. So I hope everybody will go check that out when they're done with this. Yep. But now we're going to go back to 1984, talk about the breakdancing classic, Breaking. The movie that's fresh and hot with high energy. Dancing to the beat with a scratch mix sound that comes from the street. This movie is unique. Don't be mistaken, you've got to see Breaking. Breaking, rated PG, starts Friday, May 4th. Check local listings. All right, so when did you first see this? So the first time I saw this movie, it was right when I started dating my wife. And our friend Kelly came over and was like, you have to watch this movie because we watch movies from time to time. And she put it on, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this movie. <laughs> I have no idea when I first saw this movie. I remember seeing it. It would have been in the 90s as a kid. Yeah. But I, I couldn't pinpoint a spot when I first saw it. I just kind of remember this one and the second one being on. In fact, I remember the second one being on a lot more than I actually remember this one being on growing up. On, like, HBO or Cinemax or somewhere like that. But for anyone that isn't familiar with it, tell everybody what Breaking is about. Oh, man. Breaking is about just breaking. No, it's so there's these two dancers, Ozone and Turbo, and they're just street dancers. They like to call themselves street dancers. And they show them and they have another girl in the movie, uh, Kelly, Kelly Bennett. And she's the uh, third star in this act. And. Turbo and it's so funny to explain the movie because they have a they have a breakdance battle against another group 
called Electro Rock. And the other storyline is Kelly, who's trying to become a big dancer. And they get together at one point and magic happens. So from one side of the track, from the other side of the track, they get together and they, they put on an absolute show. So what is it about this that you love so much? Why is this your favorite? Like you were immediate. Like this was an obvious answer for you to say. So I'm curious it, to hear that. It's such a comfort movie for me now that I'll throw it on whenever. And I have it on DVD because like you're not finding this on like Disney Plus or any like HBO now. It's definitely not going to be on that. I love it so much because it's so over the top and it's just so funny. Like at the beginning, like when I get people going, like the soundtrack's phenomenal, by the way. They have a great soundtrack. Like Shaka Khan ain't nobody when they're doing the montage. Perfect. But once you start first watching it, and you have somebody point out who's in the background at the beginning in a single leotard, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And everyone's hooked right away. They're like, wait, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme in the background? You're like, 100%. Yes, it is. So people get hooked by that. And just the dancing is so ridiculous because, funny enough, Turbo and Ozone, they're decent dancers. But everybody else in the movie is, like, phenomenal. <laughs> it's like they go up against electro rock which i found out they never say those guys names in the movie because it's turbo and ozone so i looked it up online and they're called pop and taco and the other guy's pop and pete so pop and taco is the guy that kind of looks like john leguizamo yep. and then pop and <laughs> pete's the guy with the pink floyd hat with the safari flaps on the back so like the stop and like i'm a big fan of like b-boying and like break dancing and stuff i always like that so that's probably another reason why i really like the movie and then you have um Christopher McDonald in it as well, who plays uh, plays like the executive guy trying to get Kelly a job and all that stuff. So you see Shooter McGavin in it. And it, it, it's just something about it that just cracks me up like every time I watch it. And nothing's better than making somebody watch it for the first time with you because it's just so magical that you just look over. Like it's one of those things when you show somebody a video on like YouTube and you just keep looking over at them to see what their reaction is. Like that's what I do the whole movie because I've seen it so many times. I'm like, did you see that? Okay, cool. <laughs> are, are you reacting where you're supposed to? Come on yep, now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also like seeing Ice-T pop up. And not one, but both of them, actually. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. His, uh, he was labeled as the rap talker in that movie. <laughs> and I think he had a different uh, label in the second one. It wasn't that anymore. I think it yeah, was, was something else. Radiotron rapper. Okay. And Electric Boogaloo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, Electric Boogaloo is on Tubi, which is a free app. I can't remember if the first one was on there. And I'm trying to remember where I watched it. Oh. Well, if you're out there, go go buy it. Go buy it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the DVD's floating around somewhere. Hopefully, they're not. It's actually it's on YouTube right now for free. I was actually I was looking at clips last night just to refresh my memory, even though I just watched it like a week ago. awesome awesome all right so let's talk about your thoughts on on electric boogaloo actually because we don't go deep into the movie because i'm using this introduction to get people to come to this but let's get your thoughts on electric boogaloo electric boogaloo i would say this to make it short is that the title is more popular than the actual movie itself because people say this all the time they say oh like something too and everyone always goes electric boogaloo and then you bring it up to them, and they're like, oh, I don't know what that's from. And I'm like, what? I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah, the second one I've seen only a handful of times. I still have it on DVD. And I think I'm just so exhausted with joy from the first one. I never throw on the second one right away. 
and it's like what they like try to like save the the building that's like getting like demolished or something like that yep yep they're building this getting demolished but i think the reason electric boogaloo has always stuck with me is because of that scene with turbo dancing in his room where he literally walks up his own walls and dances on the ceiling and i'm like what's like it's not anything supernatural happening. He's just able to do that. It's not like a supernatural occurrence. He's just able to dance on the ceiling. Yeah. So like even watching him back, I always remember Turbo more than Ozone. I always think of him as the main one. Like when I think of that movie, Turbo pops in my mind, not Ozone. It's not until yeah. I rewatched that one. Oh yeah. I, like I don't rewatch as much as you probably do, but I do. I have watched it a few times, and Turbo's the guy that stuck with me. Not not him. I think Turbo is like everyone's favorite because also in the first one, I mean, he's doing the broom scene and he's uh, levitating a broom. But if you watch it now, you can clearly see two strings coming from his hand and and he's moving it. But it's such a badass scene. And it's so memorable, too, because I know on the Chappelle show, he there was like uh, one of those skits he did. And after he was like, oh, this is me cleaning up. And he has like the ozone outfit on. He has a broom and he's like he's like levitating the broom and everything. It's so funny. Yeah, the second. So I think dancing on the ceiling. Who sings that? There's a song that's called that, dancing on the ceiling. I think the, I think he might be in that for some reason. I don't know why that's clicking in my head right now. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Lionel Richie did a song about that. Yeah, I but I don't. That definitely wasn't what he was doing it to in there. It right. was, you know, it was more of the, like a techno for lack of a better term, probably is. I don't know EDM. I don't know what that genre is exactly. Yeah. yeah so. So Ozone, his dance moves are so ridiculous, especially in the first one. Like, there's a scene where they're battling Electro Rock in the first the first round or the first scene of like their dance battles, and when they run up run up to them, they start doing this like kung fu move between like each other's arms, and it's just so ridiculous. And then he does this like shoulder thing that he just keeps on sliding <laughs> over, over, and over again, and it's like. He's not even the best dancer in the movie. Like he's he's not that good. He looks ridiculous. He has this like crazy like kung lao hat on, and he's got like his buttons on on his uh like like long jacket like a piano like a pianist would wear. Yeah, he's the most ridiculous one in that whole movie. So let's what what would you have wanted to see if you got to make your own sequel? Whether it was then, now, however you want to do it. So so a sequel, not a remake. We're going to do remake next. Remake. Okay. This would be a direct sequel with those characters you can put back in the 80s. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. For for a sequel that I would like to see, I would like to see the continuation of that because they had like a Broadway play. I want to see like the real nitty gritty behind the scenes of like, I wanted to see them because Electro Rock at the end of the movie, they're in there a little play, you know, like the, the play they got. Yep. So th- those guys are in, in the play with them. And I wanted to see like them asking them to get in that in that play because they hated each other so much. They're like, hey, Electro Rock, do you want to be in our in our little play? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like those little things that they don't bring up in the movie, like how they they have names but they don't even say them in the movie, like Pop, Pop and Taco and Pop and Pete, which are great names, by the way. Yeah. Um, Worth yeah, saying. For, yeah, great names. But for a sequel, I just think that, like it's you would want to see Kelly and Ozone be a couple because he gets like mad at her and jealous throughout the movie and they like don't even question like them being a like she's confused like she's not she's oblivious from it 
like all the time. He's like, yeah, just go there. And he's, he's like, well, he's just a friend. Like she has no idea. Like he's into her and nothing. And it's just so funny. He gets so like, like spiteful for no reason. He's like, he's like taking her down to the pier and being like, you don't know what real street dancing is. And then they show that guy who's like a paraplegic or like has MS and he's like flinging himself around on like, on like the stilts and stuff. And I'm just like, what is going on in this movie? I love it. And, um, yeah, so I'd like to see more of like a, like a, I'd say a romance with them. And at the end they get married and that's like the big culmination of the movie where like everyone's breakdancing and it's actually like good breakdancing at the movie. But yeah, let's make it more of a little bit of a love story. I wouldn't mind seeing that because uh, you only got a taste of that. I want to see him get really mad at her for, uh, for taking so long to date. <laughs> yeah, well, and he stays getting mad at her in the actual sequel. So there's yep. always that. <laughs> but exactly. yeah. You brought it up, so let's get into it. Who would you put if you got to do your own remake for this? So the okay, I was thinking of uh, Kelly, and I couldn't think of one yet. But for for Ozone, this kid Jordan Fisher, who was uh, he was into Hamilton, and he was the winner of the twenty fifth season of Dancing with the Stars. So he's got the chops to do it. Even though he played Ozone, he probably wouldn't have to like use a lot of his good dance moves. He can make it real easily with the shoulder things. And then for Turbo, I think this is a great one. I think it should be Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. I think okay. he has like the perfect look to be Turbo because he has like that high top fade. They can yeah. probably they can probably like make it look a lot cooler. And uh, yeah, I think those two would be perfect. Yeah, I was doing some, I was doing some deep, uh, deep deep dives on who that would be. And then I think for Kelly, um, I, that was a tough one for me. I'd say, you know what? I would say keep it popular and go, uh, what's her name from Spider-Man? Zendaya? Yeah, Zendaya, yeah. Get yep. her get her in that. I feel like she could she could bust a couple moves. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong on that. I think I think you're on to something there. I think they could. Unfortunately, you and I both know they don't make them like they did in the 80s, especially by Canon. Canon was a special kind of studio. Like, like we, we didn't mention, like, they talk about the sequel. They literally advertised the sequel at the end of the first one and delivered it in six months. <laughs> like, I don't know if they had it filmed or how that happened. But this isn't the type of movie that would advertise a sequel. This isn't Lord of the Rings or something that's guaranteed to be a success. <laughs> and they had a different director. Like, how did that even... I, I'm with you on that. Like, that's going to be one of the few movies that have done that. Like, they showed the sequel coming out within the same year. A different <laughs> director. Like... What? And I can't find out why. I looked up line. I looked up all these little facts that I found out. And that was the one that I could not put together. And I was like, I will never know. We'll never know. That it is wild. Like it's faster than what all the old horror movies used to come out with. Oh, it's a success. We'll get another one. They still took longer than I think this was like six, seven months apart. Like it was within the same year. I know that. And I think I think Kelly might have been in a movie between that. Oh wow. I didn't look that up. I think she might have been like in a bad horror movie. It could have been right in the middle or right after. I forget which one it is, but I know she was in a movie, like a crappy horror movie with, with the original director from Breaking. So it's like, it's like so ridiculous. All these people have the most ridiculous lives in the world. I would love to just be at a bar and you see her like sitting there. She's like, I was special K in Breaking. <laughs> oh man, that, that that is awesome. I didn't know that. I didn't look that up. So that's pretty cool. I wonder if he got mad, like, you're going to do the sequel without yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, it's just a real thing. Because you got to think that Turbo and Ozone, like, they're real names. So Ozone, he goes by Shabadoo. And then Turbo, he goes by Boogaloo Shrimp, which is even a cooler name. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, Turbo is like now that I think about it, Turbo is like the the like real star in that. Even though he plays like the Robin, he's like a great Robin. But yeah, like yeah. Boogaloo Shrimp Turbo, like those are some great names. Ozone, <laughs> like think about the name Ozone. It's like Ozone Layer. It's like Yeah, exactly. What I thought like, of. I don't I don't get it, Ozone. I don't I don't want that. I don't want to be no, that's not what I want to be associated with. Yep. Like Turbo sounds like an American gladiator before American Gladiators was out. Yep. <laughs> Yep, in fact, exactly. there probably was one called Turbo. Now, what about this in the movie? He he does the moonwalk in it. And what is the timeline with that moonwalk and Michael Jackson's moonwalk? Because I, I don't know if this is true, but there was something that I was reading that Turbo apparently like showed him the move or he either saw the move. But I don't think that's right. I don't think so, because Michael did that. I want to say that award show was in 83. Okay. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, we got to check. Because I remember he debuted it during that Billie Jean performance at one of some award show back then. So, and that I think '84 was when he was coming out with "Beat It." By that point, he had already done right. it. So I think I think he has him on that one. Because the, the move the move used to be called the glide. Then it was, then it was called the moonwalk. That's why I think like maybe it was around right before. But either way, like. It's always going to be Michael Jackson's move. Like he invented it in my head. Yeah, that that's that's how I grew up with it. I yep. mean, <laughs> can't tell me different. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody's going. No, it was definitely Turbo from Breaking. Sorry, yep. I don't think he's going to be able to claim that one. <laughs> People's going to be like, "What are you talking about?" Breaking? Yeah. Who? Are you? What? What? Let's do the. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You go. Oh, I was going to say, let's jump to this final part where I want you to give that final pitch on why they should seek this out and watch it. All right. This is the final pitch on this movie, Breaking. I think you need to watch this movie because you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going you're gonna to come up with a lot of great new dance moves that you can bring to a wedding. You know how you can't dance at a wedding? You're going to watch Breaking because you can easily do probably 75% of the dance moves in that movie. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh and you're going to laugh. There's so much fun in this movie that it's so ridiculous and over the top. First scene, great scene down at the pier in, in Muscle Beach or whatever it is in California. You're going to see Jean-Claude Van Damme and Aaliyah Todd. And after that, it just it's all uphill. It's all phenomenal movies. But yeah, you can't. You can't miss with this movie whatsoever. And it's it's not that long. It's like probably like 85 minutes, not even 90 minutes. Like it's pretty it's pretty quick. It's a quick watch. You can definitely sit down, eat your lunch and it'll be done. Yeah, no doubt about that. Although now I want some kind of, I guess, compilation video of weddings where they used movies to teach them how to dance. <laughs> one like breaking, but then what came to my mind was, uh, have you seen can't buy me love? No. With Patrick Dempsey. No, so he, he basically pays money to have a girlfriend but he needs to learn to dance and he's watching what he thinks is American bandstand, but it ends up being the African edition. They just happen to have on and you don't find that out until he leaves the room. So he goes to the, the prom or whatever is doing this awkward ass dance, <laughs> but gets the whole school doing it because he, he commits to it. That's so, awesome. yeah. So I want to see that they, they just use random movies to do weddings too. I have a, another idea about the sequel. It just came to me. It would be called broken. And it would be about the love story and how he gets heartbroken from it. But then he wins her back with an epic dance move at the end. So, yeah, it would be called Broken. And he just gives it, he gets Special K back. It would fit. I could see them doing something like that if they were able to do that, especially in the 80s with Cannon. Cannon would do anything. So, yeah. 
<laughs> they really would. That, that studio is why. I mean, the, the documentary on it is called Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I'll have to take a look at it. There did you, you know? Did you know that Turbo was? Uh, he was in Bill and Ted's Bogus uh, Journey. He played uh, the good robot of Bill. What? Yeah, he was the no. robot. Because I knew, I knew he was the robot in Family Matters. You know, Urkelbot. Did you ever watch Family yeah. Matters? Yeah. Yeah. So Urkelbot was Turbo. Because remember, he's doing all the robot moves. Right. I remember. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. I didn't think about it, but yeah, because yep. I ain't seen it in so long. But yeah, I do remember Urkelbot. Yeah. Wow. Urkelbot. Any other fun facts? There's one more I got. I didn't see it. I got to look up the music video, so I got to see if it's true or not. But he's in the Sugar Ray Fly music video as well. I remember that coming on MTV back in the day when they played yep. music videos. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah. It's a wild time for these people today. They're like, wait a minute, what? No, that didn't happen. A television dedicated to music? What? Yeah, that was that was late 90s, so they were starting to get into They at least were playing real world by that point, but... Yep. It hadn't gone full, nothing but non-music. Yep. All right, Tim, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find the podcast, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, you can get me on any uh, platform. You go to 2010minutes.com to find me. It's really easy. It's just one M. It's a conjoined name. So uh, number two zero, then Tim Minutes, T-I-M-I-N-U-T-E-S. You can find me anywhere. I also, I also have my own app you can download on the uh, iTunes or Android phone. Um, I, iTunes phone, I, iPhone and Android, <laughs> just type in 20, 10 minutes and you can get that. There's no reason for me to have it, but it's pretty funny that my friend makes, uh, apps. So I have an app, but yeah, come say hi. I'm always down to meet new people and, uh, we can have some fun. All right. And as always, you can follow the show at YNF movie pod on Twitter and Instagram. Easiest thing to do link tr.ee slash YNF movie pod podcast platform, social media, YouTube channel, my personal letterbox, so you can see what I'm watching that's not being covered on the pod. And Tim, there's a reason I put you in this spot because of that sequel being called Electric Boogaloo. Because next week I am kicking off Best Month Ever 2, Best Month Boogaloo, based off that title, which I am going to ask them. I bet none of those hosts have seen that movie or know where that title comes from, but no Electric Boogaloo. So we'll be, yes, and we will be kicking it off with Georgia as she comes on and tells us why Tangled should be your next favorite movie. Till then, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>